This is going to sound kind of stupid, obviously coming from someone who wanted to record podcasts um, and who can talk a lot, but this is probably a moment where I feel very awkward and I don't even know how to string sentences together like I've had to do this well you know let's just get into it being over 18 can be fun then there are just times where you just don't want to be an adult Okay, so high card holders, I know it's been a while. It's been a while for you mainly because I've actually not put out episodes for a year or so, maybe more than a year. I have no idea. I know it's been a long time. It's really weird to say, but I've actually recorded episodes that I have not published because I didn't feel somehow that they were good enough. So we're just going to move on from that because it's no longer relevant. And maybe those lessons or things that I was going to talk about in those episodes will come out at a different point and will have a completely different meaning, which I'm definitely okay with because it might have just been ramblings and rantings and sadness of someone who didn't know where their life was going. And of course, we all feel those moments, but to put those out there and not really have an understanding of what they were, I think that I'm just going to, I'm just going to avoid it right now. I was just really hard editing those episodes. So getting into something else, like I said before, I have not done an episode in a while. I've not recorded an episode in a few months and I thought it was time to finally do it. So I want to kind of take it back to the points where I was saying, actually, I don't even remember if these were in the published episodes that I was saying that like I was wanting to move out of Indiana. I was wanting to get away from the things that I grew up from or grew up around. And I wanted to embrace a new journey and the great state of California. I was able to, a few months ago, to no one's surprise, I was able to go and move to California And I continued working for Dolby. I still work with them now. That is my job that I absolutely love and have so many amazing moments from and because of. And it gave me the opportunity to move out by myself, which was insanely crazy because I've been with my boyfriend for years. We were finally living together and we only lived together for less than a year, less than our lease even stated. So the fact that I was moving out without him was a really weird turn for me. Thankfully, I had some friends out here, so I was able to, you know, kind of put myself in there, but I have never felt so alone in some areas because I am, it might not seem this way when I'm out in public or if I'm with my friends or if I'm at work events, but I am a very socially awkward person where I do not know how to make more friends. Luckily, I was able to, well, not really luckily, It is luckily that I found her, but it's not luckily that like this is something obviously I could not afford to do by myself was moving to an apartment that I had never seen before, had never met the roommate in person before. I knew very few things about her. Her Instagram was private, is a California born person, but she is one of the most real California born people I've ever met. Not saying I've met a lot, but when you come from a Midwest town, you kind of have stereotypes and expectations of way of people to act. And this woman blew what she blew my expectations of what a kind, generous person is in the state of California. I 
moved into her spare bedroom and the great city of Los Angeles honestly was completely terrified of being away from so many people. Last year when I did it for a few months, I was also scared. I was only I knew I was only going to be there for a couple of months. I was not even technically on a lease because I was there so short and they were going to have someone else move in. And so this felt like something that I had to do as I'm moving in my career, moving forward and trying to figure it all out. And when I was younger, I thought I would move out here. I would get the shit done. I would meet people. I was so, I was so ready for the networking events that I might've had a chance to go to. I was so excited to figure out how to work, but also migrate myself into a community that being out here feels so much smaller than I had thought because I'm still months later after moving in trying to remember the things that I wanted to accomplish while moving here just because there are times where I feel very stressed out and there are times where I feel very lonely and there are times where I want to reach out to my friends but don't know how to ask questions even how to hang out because like I said I'm socially awkward sometimes and I don't want to feel like I'm always intruding on people's space um however when I get out there and I am already hanging with them I will intrude in their space because I am already comfortable I've already gotten comfortable enough to leave my room but there are a lot of weekends where I I spend in my apartment or on the patio or in my room as if it's still 2020 pandemic shutdown and everything is closed because in California here everything is not closed there are opportunities to go to museums to gain experience in the culture to try different foods to go to different beaches there's so many opportunities but I've never been by myself in a way that 100% terrified still to be out here and I didn't think I would be there are times where I would want to go to events I would need to figure out who am I going to go with? I can't go by myself because going by yourself is weird. But that's probably the way that the networking works here. There are just so many doubts that go into my head. I can't figure out how to climb out of. There are times where I reflect back on how other people are doing and seeing that these people are going out there and they're doing it and they have the special skills. I don't have the special skills like I thought I was going to when I graduated undergrad. When I graduated grad school, I thought I was going to have more um, experiences in different areas of film that I promised my nine-year-old self that I was going to have, but I don't. And that's fine because I feel like there are ways where I can contribute in the industry just in a different way than I had thought possible. And so I'm trying to figure out even now to this, to this day, of course, I've only been out here a few months, got to keep trucking, got to keep moving, but I'm still figuring out even how to do it. And so doing this podcast, I feel like is my first step into getting back into that person who I am, trying to go to the places where I need to go. And so recently I've looked up, you know, film festivals that I can just attend to or volunteer at and try to understand where these people are coming from in the industry. I'm talking to my friends more of trying to figure out like, how is your life going in this way? Because I realized what I thought um, was going to be like a walk in the park for them just because they're such talented people, such people who I like when I was in undergraduate school was watching them edit and watching their product of their short films that they would create or how they would react on set. I was completely 
thinking like, I'm way far behind these people. They're going to go out to California, which they did before I did. And I completely thought that they were killing it out here. Like I heard their stories. I had talked to them I about different work that they did or experiences they were doing or classes they were going to. And I was so jealous because I was just like, you guys are like one of the most like straightforward, strong people in this kind of environment so quickly. I was worried that I wasn't going to adapt the way that I wanted to just because I was so scared of everybody else's talent. And I had to remind myself that like, maybe I can't do the similar things that they're doing, but maybe I can do it in some kind of other way. And I kept telling myself that and kept telling myself that. But the thing is, I was almost kind of doing that whole sense of insanity because I'm just continuously thinking the same things over and over again, not changing, not doing anything and expecting things to be different. That wasn't the way that it was going. So I, like I said, I'm going to start trying to put myself in my podcast a little bit more and trying to understand where other people are coming from. They're going to help me as much as um, maybe they'll help other people or, you know, maybe they'll brag about themselves. And I totally want them to do that because I feel like they don't do it enough. And one of my friends just his name is in a credit for a show on Netflix. It's, it's just amazing to see. And I have other friends who are in credits for other shows. And I'm was just I'm just amazed at like how how far I've seen them grow and move and change. Maybe I'll have them on the podcast if they uh, get a text from me at some point in the next few weeks. If I want to talk about pressure, when I was younger, I thought that I was going to be a movie producer with an amazing husband who had a great job doing whatever the hell he wanted to do. And we were going to live in this very nice townhouse, condo, apartment, whatever. And then we're going to get married and we're going to have a baby by the time I was 26. And my boyfriend, by the way, sent me a Instagram reel of basically that almost exact same thing minus you know the specific jobs and where they were living and all that stuff and then there's a person who's laughing at them and I responded with him responded to him and I said that is 19 year old you laughing at 19 year old me because that's exactly what happened because why would I think that I was going to do all of those things and have a baby by 26 and then continue to continue like to do it and I do know some other women who are having kids and they're thriving in their careers and that's great for them but for me I should have known just of the person who I am and the mentality that I have is that I was not going to be ready for a child at this age. And I just turned 25. So I'm obviously not ready for a child. I don't live with my boyfriend. I barely feed myself on a regular basis. And that's not me being like, oh my God, she's not eating or whatever. Honestly, I forget to eat. It's not like some kind of like sickness or illness. I can't claim any of that. I'm just stupid. And I will be doing something and all of a sudden it's 4 p.m. and I have not had lunch. So that is just on me because I get my mind on something and I want to get something done and I forget to take a break. So that's just me forgetting to completely take care of myself thankfully my boyfriend is an amazing cook and when he moves in with me again I'm excited for him to make the dinners again because I hate looking in my kitchen and figuring out what the hell I'm going to put together there are people who I feel when I see on social media and I hear on 
um, just from texts or I get calls that, you know, my friends are getting married or my sorority sisters are having their babies or my little is pregnant. I'm just like, that is amazing. And I'm really happy for them. I will send um, a little cutesy little um, sorority thing for her onesie for her baby to wear. I started getting scared and being like, oh my God, am I getting too old? And do like, there was a time that I was at a work event and this one woman was saying something about kids. I'm like, oh, I can wait. And she goes, oh, don't wait too long. And this was a sweet woman and I had a great conversation. But once she said that, I was just like, I'm only 25. Like I still have time, right? Like I, Tamara Maori didn't have a child until she was in her early thirties. I feel like this is okay. This is what we women do nowadays. We don't have to be married and have kids. But when you grow up in the Midwest, I feel like that is a mentality that everybody kind of lives with is you date someone for two to three years, you fall in love, you can see your, see you living with this person for a long time and being with them for the rest of your life. And so you get engaged and then you buy a house and then you start seeing, you know, other things in the future. Like, Oh, like our children would be great if we, um, had them now and then we can live this kind of life. And this is like the big family that I wanted. And it's absolutely beautiful. Their pictures are amazing. Like I've seen so many wedding photos, engagement photos. I've seen, um, pregnancy photos, newborn photos, and they're all amazing and all cute. And I like them. And I'm just like, this is adorable. I'm so happy for these people, but not me right now. Not me right now. (laughs) My sister wants to have a baby with her wife soon. That's so great. I'm going to be the most amazing aunt, but I do not need to have a child right now. And honestly, thinking about my sister, she might agree with that because when I was younger, she used to tell me that, my kids would have to go to her house to eat and then they would show up being like, oh, mommy didn't feed us. And I thought it was like so rude at her at the time to say this to a 12 year old. But now looking back at it, she might be right. And I'm so glad that she doesn't have my kids coming over to her house right now. Not only are we 2000 miles away, but she's at a concert right now or a festival. So she wouldn't even be available right now. Whoops. That isn't the only thing I wanted to talk about is the fact that with all these people having all of their cute little relationships thrown at me on social media and other places, I am living 2000 miles away from my beloved boyfriend. He is not only enjoying the silence or the full meals that he's getting, he is enjoying the fact that he gets to watch anime on a Saturday without me looking at him like he's a crazy person. I say it because the faces he's making when he's watching it, he just gets so into it. And then when he's talking about it with his friends, he gets so into it. It's really cute and adorable and I love it. I moved out here in June. He drove with me. We drove for 32 hours straight, no stop, no stopping for food or, or sorry, no, we stopped for food. I'm not a monster. No stopping for sleeping. Um, we both slept in the car and uh, alternated who was driving and who wasn't. So we drove 32 hours, get here. He's here for two days. He flies out. I didn't see him in person again. Um, did I come out? See here, there was June. I saw him in August. So it was two months. So June, July, I saw him at the beginning of August for a family reunion. And then I didn't see him again for a month. He came on my birthday. I'm not going to see him again until middle of December. So that's all of October, November, basically three months if you count like the half of 
September and the half of December. So I won't see him again for three months. This is one of the things I feel like I was the most terrified of because when we were dating in college, he had told me that he didn't know if he could do long distance because he always heard that long distance relationships do not work out. And that was a very scary thing for me because I was always, I had told him from the very beginning that I was going to move out to LA. I didn't think I was going to have a lot of money. I didn't think I was going to have a car. I barely thought I was going to have a dope ass apartment that I live in right now. I had said I'm moving out to LA when I graduate. That was what I told him for undergrad because I did believe I was going to move out here when I graduated. And then I realized that when even though I said I had no money, I legit meant I don't even have enough money to share a room. We've been doing really well. We talk every day. Uh, it, either from mounds and mounds of texts or just on the phone. I have never been so grateful for that man in my life. Not only does he keep me sane on days where I just went to like scream my head off just for feeling so alone, looking at my same four walls that I've not decorated except for two posters because I couldn't bring anything else from our apartment. And also I didn't want to ruin the walls and ruin my security deposit because I will hopefully need to get most of that back for when I move into a new apartment in a few months. I have absolutely thought that like this is the person I'm going to be with 100%. And I've been lucky lucky to find that because I've talked to some friends out here transitioning from a place that where people meet and you know there's like you talk in real life and you have those situations where you know that like this is going to lead to something. This isn't just like wanting to hang out once and never again. So that's something I think I want to talk about with a few people who actually lived out here and who've lived out here for a few years. Maybe I'll have them on the podcast and they can talk to me about like the transitions they've had to do in their dating lives. That is something I think I want to talk to them about. Something else I wanted to get into was the fact that thinking of the way things are different out here is the fact that I've been so much more attuned to what is real and what is not real. And this isn't talking about relationships entirely. It's more of talking about things that we, the relationships of people that we see and the ways that we think of how people, how I used to think that people were when I had such this like closed mindset of like, oh yeah, this is reality. And these are the types of people that are entertaining. So that's why they're on the show. Or that's why, you know, they're doing really well on social media is because of the these relationships that they have with these other people. And I had to start talking to people who I know who work in um, casting or who I know are like different podcasts that I've listened to. So, you know, we all know like the Selling Sunset stuff. We all know the dating shows that we've watched, you know, like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette or uh, Love Island or Fuckboy Island. There's just so much that I thought that this was good and gold and funny and then I'm like starting to realize of course and you can call me a dumbass I'm okay with it I stupidly believed most of the things that I was seeing on tv even though I was telling people that I didn't the fact that so much has been scripted and fake and used to sell you guys things or sell me things realizing what people in this industry go through the stories that are going to be told to make money off of people enjoying the content there was a time on uh, Love Island that I was talking with one of my friends and I was just like, this girl is really annoying. She's very emotional and I can't handle it. Like, why is she showing so much emotion? This is not this is not what this show is supposed to be about. And my friend was like, well, you have to think about she's not used to t- 
talking or hearing people like this like the things that she hears she cannot detect probably like the fact that they're joking or because she had read up on a cochlear implants and realized um this is probably what she's hearing this is like she's thinking they're serious she's taking everything to heart because she doesn't realize that they're not trying to be per like they're not hitting her personally i was like bro that makes a lot of sense like i feel like yeah if i thought you know everybody was kind of ganging up on me and talking shit about me in this way and like they were seriously doing it like i'd probably be really fucked up too because i can't run away and cry like i can't go somewhere and be like i'm not going to be about this she's forced to see those people every day she's forced to hear what they have to say that is absolutely true like I wish I would have thought about that and would have like not have agreed or like been like oh my god can we get this girl off my camera can we get her off my tv producers probably as much as I you know still want to be a producer one day is like we focus on the entertainment aspect and I feel like that has to go I hope it has to go into ways of explaining to people like hey we're gonna tell you this to get your reaction. And I really want people, if they're gonna go on these shows, to realize like that shit's gonna happen. You wanna go on Fuckboy Island and you tell them that you're one of the fuckboys, you're gonna be drawn out to look like a motherfucker on the show. And yes, that's horrible for you. But it's gonna be great for TV. So let's pucker up and like three, two, one, let's go. People have to be okay with that. If you don't wanna go on the show because you realize you're gonna get a bad reputation, or you can go on the show, realize you're gonna be a bad reputation, but in a good way because you're gonna be memorable, highlightable, and profitable, you need to use that to your advantage. When you're doing that, you don't wanna create this persona that you might wanna turn into or might accidentally turn into or kind of lose the, you blur the lines between how this is affecting your real world versus how it's gonna affect you on the show. And an example like this, I can think of, <sighs> can't think of the guys' names, but there's two guys who have like super bromance on Bachelor in Paradise. And honestly, one of those guys was so fucking annoying. I did not like him on the show. I felt like he was just a very jealous person who could not understand the fact that somebody was just not as into him as she was into another guy that he was jealous of. And so he came out as his character as a, why don't you hang, spend time with us? Like this guy's taking all your time and you don't know everything about him because he's doing this and yada 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 I was like bitch shut the fuck up she'll figure it out he then went on to bachelor in paradise turns out he's not that bad of a guy like if you actually pay attention to you know the relationships he's trying to build and the things that he's saying yeah he's gonna get in some fights with people yeah it's not gonna look great because of course the production people are gonna want to turn it on to the most exciting part of the show so they have people tune in and they can have little teasers blurring those lines and then when you meet people in real life you have to realize like what kind of person is this and there have been times where I've seen people in person and I'm just like, wow, that person actually looks really nice. Like they seem like a great person. I've talked to people who have worked with others in the industry and they have nothing but great things to say. And I'm like, but wasn't he like this on the show? She goes, yeah, but you know, blurring that, I just want people to when they watch these shows, I need them to be open-minded in the fact that yes, it's entertaining. Yet the way I say it, it's like, you can be like, oh wow, Tasha on the show or so-and-so on the show or Andrew on the show um, rather than who they are in real life because that's going to hurt them personally. They're going to take that personally because of the way that people are coming at them. It's not, you know, attacking how they were on the show. It's attacking the personality in total. I need to realize that a little bit more when I watch my shows. Uh, people need to realize that more when they watch their shows because it's entertaining. It's an entertaining aspect in any way, shape, or form where it comes from. Now, if these people did something in real life and it's affecting other people who are not a part of the show and it's affecting people wrongly, 
who are maybe fans of the show or who were aren't even um, aware of the show at all, but it's affecting them in some way. And this person is hurting them directly. That is when you can start making appropriate judgments on their character. If and I'm trying to say this char- carefully, of course, that's when you can start judging their character a little bit of who they actually are as a person, whether or not like you like this person or not. I'm not going to say, oh, I didn't like this person because they did this on the show. OK, well, what did they do in real life? Was this fact was this like an actual thing on the show that was like a replication of something that they needed for drama or was this something that was affecting people outside of the show that had just gotten brought up on the show because it was relevant? You say what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I hope you see what I'm saying because I know like I talk in circles sometimes. So let me know. With that, I think I'm going to leave this off. I want to thank you for listening to my ramblings, listening to me talk for the first time in a year, give or take a few months. And I hope that you guys listen again. I hope I have some more people on my podcast next week. I hope I have some more people on my podcast weeks from now. I'm actually smiling now because it kind of feels, it feels good to do a sign off. It feels so fucking good. And so I will talk to you guys next week. Yeah.